the woods. She was 13. The reason she received a round window, her papa's gift for her birthday on November 6th. She heard her parents below, whispering to keep their voices under control, but they were arguing. It wasn't because they didn't like each other, her ma said. Anyway, most of the time, and the worst Metty had seen was when they threw tomatoes at each other in the garden. But something wasn't right between Grampy Andrews and Papa. It had to do with her mother, she thought, besides living in the woods so far from Boo. Metty was the oldest, so she understood the words her parents spoke, but she had to figure out their meaning for herself. After her came Andrusha, and then Kirsty, five and three, baby ballers still. She rose and made her bed and used the chamber pot, then pulled her woolwork shift on over her nightgown, studying the ladder that led down. The family would leave early this year, her pa said, so there would be no talk about showing up in the dead of the night like trolls, as Grampy always said but even the porthole of her window didn't help tell the hour now. It was the misty winter season when the sun seemed a silver pan set too high, with streamers curling from its edges in the chilly morning light. Once the sun was on its way west, though, and the sky had a chance to clear, in the thick deep of midnight blue, Metty could follow the path of the moon out her window. She stepped down the ladder rungs, her back to the room, and on the cold boards turned to see her ma sitting at their table beside a candle, her face in her hands. We have no gifts to take, she murmured, turning toward the dark behind her. And you know how dad is. What do you mean, ma? Oh, you know, Dad. Papa? Mine and him there. Your dad's? Those two. Both dad's? Two dad's on a headlong course toward collision. Yes, us, Papa said in his gentle voice out of the dark beyond the candle. And I do know how your dad is, dear. I do. He wants gifts. You spent our earnings on fancy glass windows. Her papa had put up a pane in the kitchen, too, larger than Metty's, above the wood counter where her ma mixed bread. Once it was in, Metty's ma exclaimed, It's like standing outside. Now in the dim light, Metty could see the bulk of her papa's back, draped in his horsehair coat as he headed toward the door. Help grind wheat, Metty, he said in his easygoing way, and turned and smiled at her. Good morning. We had a good crop, no? We'll take wheat and bread, what we have, as gifts. Metty's ma revolved the circular upper stone of a pear on the counter, gripping a wood handle at the stone's edge, and Metty noticed frost below the kitchen window 
and on the logs and floor in a corner, an invasion that always dampened her ma's mood. Metty helped by pouring wheat into the center hole of the upper stone whenever her ma paused. They ground enough flour for a week by the time Papa returned from chores, and her ma poured it into the flour cupboard under her counter. "'Aren't we going to take it?' Metty asked. "'We'll think about that,' her mother said. Papa had a slatted bucket in the crook of an arm, frost sparkling on his blonde red beard. "'Old cow, new milk,' he said, as he did every morning, smiling at Metty. "'I can't get over how it comes out so warm it smokes out there. "'We'll take the milk and flour. "'It was a bad year for crops near Boo.' "'Old Jed,' he said, and set the bucket still steaming on the table.